This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Easily tied it up at the back. Oh, real mistake. A chance here for Savage. Deflected wide and behind for the corner. Savage. Garrick's in the middle. Hello and welcome to an episode of the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. My name is Dan Fudge and this week Sheffield Wednesday are on the back of a two-game losing streak. The Owls are currently in a perceived run of terrible form, racking up only one point from an available nine. uh, And that's in the last three games. Is it time to panic about our promotion chances and has the excuse of a 23-game unbeaten run lost its sparkle? Joining me tonight, I've got to make sense of it, is Vic, Holly and Simon. Um... How's it going, gang? You all right? How's uh, how was your day, Si? Did you have a good no. time? Yeah, great. Love it. Every minute of it down in London. I'm busy. Yeah. Back now to talk about this. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, how was uh, how was your Sunday, Vic? All right for you? A good day out? Like you know what I mean? Did you enjoy watching the football? It was fun, wasn't it? I just went to the pub, so I was all right. I didn't have to travel down, but can't wait for Wednesday. So. Yes, uh, so Cheltenham on Wednesday, and Holly, how was walking up that hill with your father? Who uh, who got up? You know, I, I remember you were, you were whinging about going up a hill to near the ground. I think we lost. I think the attendance went down the further up the hill that we went. There, we lost <laughs> some people. That was a bad hill. <laughs> Is it like when uh, you know when it's on like um, you know like you see those you you hear or you read about those uh, those frozen bodies on the side of Mount Everest and they just <laughs> left them there. I needed Sherpa. Like, I told well, him to go Ash on got, without me. Ash, Ash got to the top, so we're all right. There was a guy at the top with um, oxygen. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Are you getting a text message in 2004, Fudge? Right, fuck off. Right, all right, so I'll tell you, it was Simon telling me that my microphone was distorting a bit, so he just wanted to give me a surreptitious heads up. So thanks for bringing that up. Uh, appreciate it. <laughs> 
Fucking fuck's sake. Like, modem noise. Cut your right, mad ass. <laughs> Honestly, today you wound me up. <laughs> I wound you up. You've all wound me up. You've all wound me up. You've done me head in oh. all, all day. Because because trying to get trying to get four of us together, ladies and gents, listening to this, right, is is like herding kittens, okay? And so like you know what I mean? So we've got oh, can you come on this Wednesday? Oh, I've got a quiz. That's you, right? Oh yeah, I've got yeah, Ethan's I've got Ethan's bloody football thing. I'm coaching. Sorry, sorry, I've got I've got parents' evening. I've got I've got this on, I've got that on, and, and I, I just want to pull my fucking eyes out. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Sorry, sorry, we're all busy on Wednesday night. <laughs> well, one, it's it's Monday, so jot that down. You know what yeah. I mean? And 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 then now I'm trying oh, to I do a sort of just I can do Monday or Tuesday, darling, whatever you want. So so there we are. Look, so there we are. We moved the recording date for for Princess Vic, and then all of a sudden <gasps> she's outing me for getting a bloody text message at Christ knows what time at night. Like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it professional, here, lads. I'm glad one of us is keeping this show together. Like, you know. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Shall we get on? Any road, uh, as you can tell, we're all in top mood after um, after losing our second game on the bounce. Uh, I thought I'd use that as a segue there. After uh, after losing our second game on the bounce against Forest Green Rovers, now Simon, you went down there all the way to Gloucestershire. Is it there? Yeah. Is that what it is? Is that the county it's in? It, it, yeah, it's a really really strange place where it is. So we all right, so we got the bus down. <laughs> So the bus picked us up at 6.30 yesterday morning outside the oh. Mester. Um, so I was up at five. Yeah, but clocks went forward, so I was up at four. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine for a man of my age. I'm used to getting up, but trying to get a 14. I used to get up for a wee, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's that prostate issue. All right. But <laughs> to get a 14, 15-year-old up. Was was mighty difficult. Yeah, strange old place. Went to Stroud first for a few beverages to Spoons in Stroud, where they had two members of staff on, and five coaches turned up with Wednesday fans in. So Sick. you can imagine what that was like. What time did you get there? I hope it weren't after midday because you can't get any toast. Can't get toast. You can't get bloody toast. <laughs> no, it was about half nine, so we got full breakfast. Um, and then we went off into this little village. It was like I can imagine it was like Lord, it was like Lord of the Rings territory up this hill, this huge hill. But luckily we didn't have to walk up, so the bus took us up. And then this quaint little football ground at the top of this hill. It was just a strange little place. But then after that, it went shit downhill, and they put us in our place, and it was rubbish. I yeah, found it can... quite amusing that, like, cause obviously I didn't go. Um, but my other half's got an electric car and they got like so close to the ground. Then they were like, no, you've got to get out, lads. You've got to get out and get on the diesel bus to the ground. And it was yeah. like, yeah, park and ride. three rovers or what? It was like, and, they have electric, and they have electric charging points outside the stadium as well. Yeah, but you can't drive there. Well, there's no cars parked there. Exactly. <laughs> it's got you there. at the bottom of the hill. You need to charge it halfway up the hill anyway, to be fair. It's the most bizarre place. It, it is weird. It is really weird. It's like... It felt like Stocksbridge Park Steels, but without the cricket ground at the side. Yeah, it, it was really strange. And the terracing was so small. I think Holly got there after kickoff, didn't you? And I you could not it. get... I went for a wee. Nobody would get out of, out of the way when I was going for a wee. Again, you know, 52-year-old man. <laughs> neither a wee. And then coming back, I'm just stood there looking at all these blokes in front of me. And I, right then. Right, let's try and find my way back. It was just the most bizarrest football ground 
ever. I'll tell you what, Simon, you're like me. You're trying to stave off the uh, the effects of aging uh, like like I do. Maybe not to the extent that I not do, but like, you know what I mean? You do, bloody hell. But I feel like oh, you could have used your grey head and your grey beard to go, excuse me, Doc. <laughs> can, can I, can, I can't see. Is, I mean, eyes are on stocks and I can't see. Right, you know listen, I mean? right, hang on a minute. I'm starting to feel, vin- I'm starting to get a little bit victimised here. Last week, you accused me of being a wife beater. <laughs> Without me actually being here, and 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 this week now you're accusing me of being an octogenarian. What the is going on, Dad? I tell you what. Right. Anyway, football. Is there a podcast HR? I don't know. I don't know. Let me have a word. So right. So let's let's get into the game, shall we? Ollie can't walk up hills, and Simon can't see. This is going to be some great analysis, this lads. I tell you what. So um, right, the game starts. Um, Holly, pretty, um, pretty pedestrian from from the team, right? You know what I mean. It, was, it wasn't wasn't great start. wasn't wasn't a great style. weren't great movement. Did did you feel like there was an element of complacency creeping in in terms of you know how they played and whatnot? I don't. I don't know. I think I, what I would like to think is that they just absolutely gave it their all against Barnsley. They gave it everything that they had, and then they had nothing left. That's what I'd like to think. Because that's better than it just being that they couldn't be bothered. Um, there were loads of positives from Barnsley that I obviously chose to ignore at that point. But there were no positives at all from this game. There were no positives at all. Nobody showed football at all. Somebody said we had 66% of possession, which was just oh. Flint to Dawson. Dawson to Flint. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Dawson. That's my offer. Yeah. <laughs> That that was it. Nobody showed for ball. When we didn't have ball, they were literally walking around like. So I, maybe, I would like maybe to they, think it maybe wasn't. they made them walk up the hill. I'm just maybe. maybe they made them walk up that hill. If uh, if Megson was in charge, that would have been part of the training scheme anyway, wouldn't it? Like you know what I mean. That's, yeah, he's that's, got previous of that. Now, now, Vic, listen. There's nothing that uh, you know. That I get no joy out of saying this, but Cameron Dawson was pretty poor to start with <laughs> in that first half. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I tell you what. what no. I think there's only Cameron Dawson that can walk away from that match. Maybe Aidan Flint and keep his head held high. I think everyone else, including Barry Bannon, and I am sorry to our Lord and Savior Barry Bannon. Ooh. Like, I love him a lot. But I don't think anyone but Dawson and Flint can walk away from that with any sort of pride in them at all. And I don't think either of them was all right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But he was dropping deep because there was nobody in midfield. So there was just nobody. And then I, what I couldn't understand is if you watch it back, and I have watched it back since. Why? I know. <laughs> but you know, whenever the ball came to Michael Smith, he headed it away from goal every single time. And I don't know if that's a new tactic. Like, does he head it down to you know, little and large, as Sky called them the other night, six foot two Lee Gregory and six foot six Michael Smith. Like, does he head it down for him or is he heading it down for someone else? But every single time the ball came to Smith in the box on his head, he headed it away from the goal. We must be practicing wow. that 50p head thing that we did at Barnsley. Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? What are you doing that for? And I just, yeah, it was funny actually. I was in the pub and my friend John, John Gill, friend of the show, pointed out that Michael Smith, if he was more clinical, would have played above League One. And I was like, shut up. Of course he has. He hasn't. He hasn't. <laughs> and he's right. Yeah, 
There's a reason Rotherham sold him to us, to be fair, isn't there? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? We, we like to think we've got one like over. great on the day, but I just don't think anyone came away with that with a shred of dignity. But I'd be facetious about that. But Dawson. he saved it with his foot, didn't he? Yeah, there was there was the one at the start where he uh, where he did a pretty poor back pass out the uh, out the um, out of his area, and then I think they they almost and then there was the goal, and then he got beat on his near post. But I, I wouldn't really it would be harsh of me to blame that on Dawson. I feel like I think Palmer should have got goal side of him. He got left a little bit um, stranded, as it were, and then they nearly scored early on in the second half, didn't they? Si? I mean, Christ, they they you know to to say we had all that possession, they they had more shots on goal than we did, right? We, oh, we do you know what? We, I should check. We, we were bereft of ideas, mate. It, it, from the start to the finish, the the whole setup, the way. I mean, we were saying about yeah, the the, the possession. It was. It did because we were actually quite near the front because everybody was near the front because it's such small compact ground. But the constant passing between Flint, I offer, I offer Flint Dawson, and. I think Marvin Johnson, I don't know whether you noticed, Holly, Marvin Johnson was stood over the dugout in the first half like this. It was like he needed a couple of flags, semaphore, to say, I'm here, I'm free. Palmer. It, it, hang on, Simon, sorry. Is that how you used to communicate back in the 70s with semaphore? Right, I'm, I'm going that, in a minute. <laughs> is that podcast <laughs> Asia? table tennis packets at the other airport in Spain. That's it. No, we, no what, we it. Did, what we did is we uh, used carrier pigeon and uh, occasionally <laughs> smoke signals. And you also made definite plans to arrive at a certain time. And then Absolutely. when you arrived to pick somebody up, you got out of the car and knocked on the door, as opposed <laughs> to just texting somebody outside and go, come here. Yeah. <laughs> When we had cars. imagine that, kids. Imagine that, <laughs> once, kids. Once he got a car, before once we got cars, and, and when everything was in black and white, when he walked outside, it was like he walked out the house and it was like a lowery. So, just like, no, oh, Simon's here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, oh, I don't know. I, I, I think we all sort of stood there and thought, what the hell's going on? Because obviously it was built up. And I know on, 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 the, on the group chat, we were talking about Steve was, was going on about Gregory. And I actually thought Gregory was one of the better players yesterday as well. Um, he's going to get four or five. And I think we, we, we were turning up to a game where we thought it was going to be a cricket score. And did the players think that? I mean, reading some of the interviews with Moore today... I think he felt we were going to have a lot of possession, but probably not necessarily between the three players at the back. Midfield, nobody was coming for the ball, and I think that was that was if we're gonna if we're gonna lay any fault anywhere, uh, some fault. Obviously, a lot's got to be done by the players. Some of it also has to be taken by the manager. Um, was the dropping of Will Volks because Will Volks is that player who comes and collects the ball, and excuse me, Backinson. What was he doing? What was he doing? He he was. It looked like he'd been on sedatives. He was just stood in the middle of the park. He's a big lad. I mean, we were we were when they were warming up. We we're thinking, Jesus, they're a big set of players. And he was just stood there in the middle, no movement, no coming for the ball, expecting the ball to come to him. And Forrest Green, who by all accounts were missing half of their first team anyway, just hurried and hurried and hurried and didn't allow them. So there was some amount of work that midfield had to do and and they did none at all and it was bereft of that like obviously you and holly were there i was just watching on sky 
But was the pitch narrower than what we used to? I've, I've, I've heard it was. I've heard it was. But obviously, because you're so close to it, I mean, you could actually see the curve of the pitch going over. You couldn't, because there's no stand that sits up like anything like at Hillsborough. So you can't actually see how big the how big the pitch is. But what what it did seem to be is it said it seemed to cut up a lot. It really did seem oh. to cut up the pitch. Um, but they just worked harder. They just worked harder. We just did. I mean, the last time I saw midfield as bad as that was the Fleetwood in the cup replay, where he actually played. He played um, Fizz, Adenner in, and Backinson in the middle of the park, and they were they were as bad, if not the same, then. Um, and then the Smith heading it. You see, Smith, I thought, worked really well against Barnsley, heading the ball on yeah. to uh, Greggs. He, but again, he, he just he didn't seem to jump, rise as high. Like you say, the ball went anywhere bar from towards Gregory, to the point where Gregory was having to come back. And, and, and he was actually coming back and tackling. He was actually defending at one point. Um, yeah. it, it was... I do agree. I do agree he shouldn't, he shouldn't have dropped votes, I agree. But if they're not going to be able to play against Forest Green, who are on this awful run, bottom of the league, haven't won at no, all great. this year, great. then who are they going to play against? Why were people earlier on in the season saying that we had strength in depth when we quite obviously haven't? If they play like that against a team like that, they weren't even good. Absolutely agree. And we at the start of the season, I remember John and Steve saying, we've got this big squad and we signed back in soon and we'd already got a Denner in and we'd already got a Fizz and obviously bringing Volks in. And and we were saying, this is going to really stand us in good stead for the towards the end of the season when players start getting injured and so on and so forth and other teams. They've not... Is it because... I don't know about Mackinson's contract, but is it because a Denner in and, and Fizz are already got their eyes somewhere else? Because obviously Adenarin's contract finishes. Well, and if really... you were watching that, though, anyone who wants them, they're not going to... But have they, signed, <laughs> have, have they already signed somewhere else? Yeah. I, I do. Yeah, I am very suspicious. I'm very suspicious of Fizz. You know, everything that was touted around the press of him mm. going to Turkey and going to Italy and this, that and the other. Then he's not signed the contract. I know tapping up is something that is illegal, but is it the fact that somebody said to him, look, will sign you at the end of the season. Rather than having to sign a pay, pay a fee to Wednesday, now, this is all allegedly, you know, it's in my head, we'll pay you a little bit more. Um, and so he's already got in his head, I'm signing for somebody else. It smacks some of those players, smack of those players a few years ago, Adam Reach, Fernando, these players who the contracts were run out and you know what, they didn't really give a shit. Do you know and what, though? We're absolutely up. nowhere near the skill of either of those players that you've No, they haven't. And they haven't. I mean, Adenner has come back, and I loved him. I thought it yeah. was a great signing. And he's come back, and he just doesn't look interested. No, he doesn't. Look, look how can they sit and watch that run that we've just been on and sit on the bench and not be, like, itching to get on the pitch? And then they oh, get the chance, and they think that's the an appropriate standard. The thing that's walking when we haven't got the ball is... But if you, you and I, all of us, all of us, all of us have got a Wednesday heart, haven't we? So if we were professional footballers, right, we would because we love Wednesday, you know, we would. But these are these are guys who've been doing this since they were 14, 15. You know what? They're going to get paid tomorrow, aren't they? They're going to get paid next week. I think for me, like I said about earlier with the narrow pitch, sorry, Fudge, I'll stop in a minute. 
I was just going to say that I think for me, and I've never, and I have very, very, very rarely criticised Darren Moore. I've always been, you know, people tweet me, slating me, saying I'm a happy clapper and I'm up his arse and whatever else. Even 22 games ago, they were saying it. But for me, he's set up completely wrong. If that pitch was narrow, then wing backs do not work on that setup, and they will have absolutely gone out there. Like Marvin Johnson in the first half didn't get a touch. Second half, we moved things about a bit and he actually got a few balls in. He did all right. And I, you know, I'm very pro Marvin Johnson on his day, off his day. I'm very anti Marvin Johnson. But for me, there was just no, he didn't look at that beforehand. And that for me is just bizarre because Darren Moore's, you know, his tactics at the start of the season and the end of last season, we can all agree. Sometimes we were all sat there going, who the hell's he bringing on? What's he doing here? But then for the last 23 games, he's got it bob on. And we've all held our hands up and gone, do you know what? I thought that were wrong, but he was actually spot on. I just cannot think why on a pitch that looked as narrow as it did, it could have just been Sky. I've not Googled it or whatever since. But why would you play sort of like a 5-3-2, which eventually ends up as a 3-5-2, doesn't it? Because of the way you play. Why would you do that on a narrow pitch? Just, it don't work. Well, I don't. Well, I don't think Simon and Holly know because he couldn't see, and she was stuck on a hill. So you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I, could, we, we never know what's happening. We, but, we, you know, but, we could have seen it. We could have done. I mean, you probably had narrow, a better view than we did, Vic. But they didn't narrow the pitch just for that game, did they? No, exactly. So he knew what was it, coming. It, yeah. And, and, and well, that, this is what I was going to ask. So, do, do you feel like that they've? I'll, I'll come to you on this, Simon. Uh, do, do you feel like they've done their, like Sheffield Wednesday have been found out somewhat a little bit, given the last three games that we've had, and they've done their homework on us, and we haven't uh, done our homework on the fact that Forest Green have got this, you know, running track as a pitch. I, I think there's I, every, anybody can watch the the all the games back, can't they? And and any team must do the homework on Wednesday or whoever we're playing. I would hope that Darren Moore's done his homework on 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 did his homework on Forest Green Rovers. I think there were a number of issues. We we can talk about the width of the pitch and it not suiting our style of play, in which case then it is a management issue in regards to we should have changed the way we played. Um, We can also talk about, again, Will Volks. I thought that was poor not picking him. I also thought as well, I was a little, I felt it was a bit bizarre taking Iorfa off and bringing Hunt on. I, I don't know what that added to. Oh, Hunt, I was just dog shit though. Uh, but and Hunt, Hunt is Hunt is hard. <laughs> but he, but he never got. I didn't think he ever got turned or or, or shown his arse like he did a few matches ago in the first he fell half. Over, and, Simon. He, he fell over. Face he face falls face. over every game. I think that's Dom's go-to. If he gets done, he falls over. I think that's 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 he goes shit. I've been done. I'll fall over. Um, but, I do that if Jaeger bombs a three for a tenner. So you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it is the no, there was no peanut shots mate we were severely disappointed by the way um i'll t- tell you what it, look let's holly let me come to you like so uh like like vic says there vaults vaults got dropped and in the middle of the park we started with backinson adena and 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 bannon and like like gaz robinson said when he uh when he came on the show a couple of weeks ago he said that um that Byers, bannon and vaults were his don't tell his missus but his new favorite triangle um you know, do you, do you feel like that, that that breaking up that that midfield uh, with with the loss of buyers, obviously that was a force change, was one of the main reasons why we didn't get hold of that game? I think it definitely was. I think, well, everyone around us were a bit shell-shocked from about five minutes into the game because it was quite obvious that 
it was going to be a really bad day. But what, what else can you do? He's injured. We can't just wheel him out and play him anyway. <laughs> Listen, if Crystal Palace can do it with Roy Hodgson in the in the in the dugout, and we had we had that game against Barnsley, which wasn't that long ago, and we've got another game that's not that long in front. So some people might not be able to play that many games. He might have thought they can play against these. I know I said that earlier, but. Surely they can play against Forest Green. To, to be fair, it, it it would have been the best opportunity to bleed in some of these players that have not had a good run in the side, right? You know what I mean? That that's 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 exactly what it is. Now go, going forward, Vic, we had a couple of chances. I think uh, Palmer hit one wide, and uh, he says we had three shots on goal. By the way, the statistics uh, we had more yeah, shots on goal than them. <laughs> I don't think that counts as on target, though. I mean, who's in charge yeah, of that? Yeah, they on target, did we? I, that's what I said, but BBC's contradicting me today because I didn't see any on target, if I'm no. honest. And then, uh, and then, who else do we have? We had one wide. I think Volts came on, didn't yeah, we? Later didn't we on. have a couple that were like a bit of a scramble, so that might be classed as on target. Maybe. I Maybe. don't actually remember a chance. I mean, Barry Bannon's corners. Oh my God, Barry! I it is just beat the first man. <laughs> do, do, do you know what? Actually, Simon, I was gonna I was gonna call this episode Marvin Johnson's anti from something that Vic said earlier on. I might just call it Oh my God, Barry. Uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't it. It, it wasn't his best game. You know what struck me, Holly? I don't know whether you thought the same, but they sent very quiet. I mean, when I go and watch my lad play, you can hear him walk. We're we were about as close as what we are when we go down to Dinnington and watch like under 15s but you can hear them all talking you can hear them shouting you know and i it, they didn't seem very vocal there was very little shouting there i was, only it, heard flint and dawson <laughs> but obviously eager yeah. mate, eager mate. <laughs> <laughs> i think there was one palmer it was one i think when palmer came the ball came out in front of us and uh that was the first time i'd heard anybody shout but i can't repeat it on air because it was rather rude yeah. But the fans it, were quiet as well. It, the fans were really subject. I don't know what happened there. It was. Some... It were a really weird atmosphere. Did, it, did they put something in the vegan sausage rolls? Do you reckon some sort of that oh, vegan man. sausage roll was definitely an improvement on that vegan thing that I had at Portsmouth, <laughs> whatever that was. So. <laughs> <laughs> Vic, get me out of this. Come on now. <laughs> Let's I've talk about football. Jesus fucking... <laughs> I was trying to get back to football. You've never had a vegan sausage roll? No. Why would I? I'm not a vegan. Well, neither has Holly, she had one at Bumpy. Well, sometimes the time and the place isn't there and, and the forest green really pushed it, didn't they? But anyway, uh, back I'll to tell football. you what, I have... I have done really well not getting in a note meat gag in your mouth and all the rest of it there. I've absolutely... That's me growing, that is. I don't know if you got that, ladies and gentlemen. You're a real life well done. You're a real I, t- I tell you what. Listen, last before before we uh, move on from Forest Green, um, Holly, I want to know what your, um, what your dad had to say about it all. Now, th- those of you that may know out there, Holly's dad used to be on this show. And uh, when he gets drunk uh, on the, uh, sorry, not when he gets drunk, when he consumes too much special oasis and uh, the sugar gets to him, drops some of his, his uh, and he drops his fruit bag. Some <laughs> of his, uh, some of his analysis are actually quite amusing. I mean, what, did he have anything to say on it? No, he. It, it was one of them where he wasn't angry, he was just disappointed. Well, oh, Steve. 
Oh, they are. They are. Listen, listen to that, Barry et al. You are in proper trouble. He's not angry. He's just disappointed. Stood at the you... side of the pitch, about a foot away from our players as they walked off, just clapping him like. <laughs> it, it, it... If um if we can go to that 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 was because obviously I don't I I don't know whether you're going to discuss the outpouring of vitriol on social media. Let's since. go for it. Get on it. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Well, it's you. You mean? It, 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 no, 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 no. I don't. I no, not at all. I was gobsmacked. I actually nearly ended up in a fight because there was a guy. Simon, proper, Simon, Simon. There's there's God. a lot we have to unpick in this episode, right? There's a two <laughs> things you have to. You had, to, you had to pull away from yourself. You were just mentioning you're going down to Dinnington to watch under-15s, and then yeah, now yeah, you're yeah, getting yeah. in pair-ups in car parks. What's happening? What, look, look. So, the final whistle goal goes, and there's a 1,000 Wednesdayites not particularly happy. And you could see from the players, there was a couple, I think Vol- Volks came over, and he was actually apologising to some of the fans. But more came over, and which... It, it, some of the fans, one was proper having a go at him. It was it was horrible, and obviously Ethan's with me, and it was horrible. He was calling him all sorts of names, and I just said to him, "Mate, you know, twenty three games unbeaten, we've we've we we're at the t- second in the league. What the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean?" I said, "You're talking rubbish." <laughs> that weren't my words. And he obviously <laughs> then he decided to was turn it, his vitriol. Was from Wednesday to Lie Die podcast? Uh, uh, mate, I, I, I don't know. He was an oldest <laughs> chap. And the trouble was, when we walked out, it was in front of me. But I met up with Ash and Steve and he, and we were just chatting and dissecting the game. And then he got with his mates and then he turned again. And at this point, I just went, sling your up, pal. Sling Let Steve on it. But, but there was a couple who were really having a go vitriol at, at Darren Moore it it was to the point of pretty hor- horrible which, which I found just ridiculous yes he's made mistakes and he's not beyond criticism from that match but 23 games unbeaten second in the league with still a game in hand fucking hell that don't bite us on the arse and people were turning you know and and I found that quite ridiculous, and it, and I think it carried on into social media as well. And the trouble is, we all get very carried away with social media. You know, it's three or four people doing it; it's not thousands of people doing it. And we all go, "Oh God, Wednesday fans are all wankers," because it, it's not. There's only a few, but a number of the fans having that go at the manager. You know, it was it, like your dad was doing. It was slow clap. I was just shaking my head, going, "Mate, lads, come on, that were that was awful." Well, but, I never get carried away, so. <laughs> you, you were off at conference by Sunday tea time. You. It, it it was just some of the fans just need to give their head a wobble. Really do, really do. I mean, it's it's interesting, Simon, because like I I was angry afterwards, and I just like tweeted saying, you know, what a shit show, because it was it was bad. I yeah. would I would have said that if we were playing, you know, Real Madrid, if we were Argentina or whatever, it was a bad game of football. But then this morning, I was like, I woke up and I thought, Do you know what? If you'd have said to me, from 25 games, you'll have two losses by three goals, I'd have bitten your hand off. If I'd have been told all the rest would be one no-score draw, I think it was, two score draws, and the rest were all wins. I'd have absolutely snapped your hand off. And I tweeted it this morning just saying, look, it's not a bad run. It's two bad games. Fuck me, you should see my mentions. It's my fault. (laughs) It is my fault. I went out there. And I personally conceded that goal. It was all me. I 
Honestly, the amount of people saying, oh, you don't deserve to be in the job. Oh, what do you know about football, you slag? And I just go through it and I just think, oh, my God, we're back here. We're back here for 23 actually, games. It's been quite nice and quiet. In the stand during mm. the game, I don't think any – I mean, it was quiet. But I, we've been to games where we've been really bad and Wednesday fans have been really nasty. It was a bit like, if you haven't got a good to say, don't say anything at all, and everybody just went. Hang on. Right, hang on. Let me <laughs> – yeah. Let, let me try and let me try and bring a a, a bit of balance here because I I was genuinely going to ask you that question actually Vic about the um you know is the is the twenty three game unbeaten run an excuse because if if I'm honest I it in <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. right yeah. as as that's it sounds I I believe that that football form comes in crests and troughs and after the last three games I think we're in a bit of a shitty trough. Like it, it, it's a pretty poor. Yeah. It is a poor runner form. We've got one point out out the oh. last nine. I know, I know, and I am the most negative person ever. I know, but if we'd have gone ten games, one loss. Five games, one loss. Eight games, one loss. You wouldn't have even battered an eyelid. It's that we've so easy for so long, and because we are Sheffield Wednesday, we are the most arrogant football fans that have ever been. There's only Notts Farris that deserve the arrogance at the moment because they've actually gone and done it. Like we still sit here, go, we we used to have Chris Waddle and David Hurst and rolling. Oh, we used to be a Premiership. Well, we're not. You've got Will fucking Volts, and you're playing against Forest Green Rovers, right? Uh, and he's not even starting. So at the end we of the day, <laughs> you've gone 23 games unbeaten. Like, do you not think that that's the? Do you not think that's? Do you not think that's why everybody's lost their mind, though? Right, because because we've had twenty three games where we aren't lost, and we've absolutely battered teams. We've had it easy, we've we've absolutely nailed them. So we've turned up at the bottom of the league. A team, a team with fifty points ahead of us. They're fighting for the life. Yeah, but they weren't really fighting for the life. They want that one like a scrappy these are crap. And they're really battling shy. to stay up. The one, it was just no. But I don't it... think that to like Wednesday night when I get on my way home from Cheltenham, probably Thursday morning, we're not going to be sat in relegation zone, are we? So, like, I mean, come on. I think that I think oh, it's, I the manner, it's the manner of it's the manner of the result of the loss, isn't it? Because yeah. you, against Bolton, I thought they were a decent side. I thought Bolton were a decent side. Um, Barnsley, Barnsley. we 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 basically shafted ourselves in 20 minutes didn't we you know mm-hmm. and 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 if that 20 first 20 minutes hadn't have happened i think we would have won that game and i think mm-hmm. we would have won it quite easily um and whatever a barnsley fan says you know standing in front of club shops holding all six fingers up in one go whatever whatever they do they'll take that cup final and they'll run with it unfortunately holly's got to live with two of them but you know it's it's mm-hmm. but and i thought we battered them and that 4-2 didn't belie the actual performance sunday was different different thing and the yeah. trouble was there was a huge amount of rhetoric before that game of you know they're bottom of the league they haven't, they haven't won since christmas 8-0 8-0 um we're going to see a reaction from tuesday uh, there was interviews. Oh, we're really hurting. Will Volks are really hurting. Barry Bannon, we're really hurting. We're going to come out. I mean, I didn't see it. I've not watched it off Sky, but I would imagine the interview people beforehand and they just basically showed the gulf between the two sides. And there's a certain amount of arrogance. Wednesday fans turning up. I think we probably felt that we were going to turn up. We didn't really need to sing. We didn't really need to perform. They're going to turn up. They're going to beat them. We're going to go off the pitch. And that didn't happen. So there was that dose of reality. Um, I now worry because I saw a little bit of what we saw last season in the team and in the faces. 
we had a couple of shitty results last year, which we said we'll bounce back from. And it took three or four games to bounce back. And unfortunately, these are our game in hands. And I always prefer yep. this. This I hate this. I've got two games in hand. Two games. Remember, Rara mind the gap the year. I rather have the points. Mind the gap year. Sheffield United, five points said, so many games in hand. Who went up? Wednesday. Right. So are you are you saying that we're Sheffield United in this scenario? No, 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 no. I just I just I've got a long memory and I remember that and football's an unkind unkind beast, isn't it? Yeah, but at this point at season last season, Rotherham had a little wobble, didn't they? And we thought we were gonna catch them. And then they just went, nah. I think there was a bit more of a gap though, though, wasn't there, Holly? I think there was quite a bit of a gap between the top two, Wigan and them to us. We've never the trouble this season, any other season, we'd have walked this league. But bloody Ipswich and Plymouth have kept with us all the way. And we all thought, certainly Plymouth, we all thought that Plymouth would drop away. I think all of us thought that. I think Barnsley have got a stutter to come yet. But Ipswich, they're flying and they've spent fortunes. And everybody's now, obviously, quoting, should have spent money in transfer market. Hmm. You know, hindsight is a very wonderful thing. You know? I mean, what, 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 I'll tell you what, Vic, what, what did you think? You know, we were talking about strength and depth. We've, we've spoke about this on this show a thousand times. Do you feel like we needed to strengthen in January in the situation we were, given how many different players we had for each position? Because that's going to be something that's going to get drawn upon if we don't reach promotion. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe in hindsight, like Simon said, it's bitten us on the arse. But I didn't, I certainly came away from transfer window feeling more positive than negative because I think the players that we kept, were worth more than signings. And I think... And replacing McGuinness with someone like Flint as well. Exactly. Not too like, yeah, you've, you've literally gone like for like, maybe even a bit better because you've got more experience, right? You've not got maybe the same pace, but you've got the experience and the confidence against someone like the I author. So, Big sexy Aidan Flint there. Oh, yeah, lovely. Um, with his headband. Oof. Uh, but yeah, I, I think there could have been far more negatives from a January transfer window than what we've had. I think we could have easily lost two or three players and brought in a couple. And actually, you know, we could have been back down the Connor Wickham route again. We could have been in all these different places and we're not, we've walked away. Yeah. All right. We've got a couple of injuries now, but we've still got that strength and depth. Like, yeah, all right. We're missing Windass, but we've still got Smith and Gregory. Yeah. They were shot on Sunday, but we've still got them. You know, we've still got, a relatively decent midfield. We've still got a very good like defense. It's only there's only one or two players that we are missing. If you look at you know Byers and there there are players like that that you think oh shit we could really do with him back. But actually, I mean, you know it could have been a lot worse. I think Patterson would have done a job. Uh, yeah, and Patterson as well. Getting him back will be a huge. And possibly huge against Barnes. And I think yeah. if we get all them back by the end of the season, which we're allegedly supposed to, Moore said that none of them really are out for the season, maybe Patterson, but there's even sniffs of him coming back beforehand. So, you know. So you reckon it's just a, it's just a depth issue because we've been unlucky with injuries, which I'm pretty sure you and I on this show have spoken about a number of times, you know what I mean? Especially when we had well, an do? entire do first 11. Players, yeah, do you have five players per part? Like, what do you do? He's been quite clever in who he's signed in that, you know, Liam Palmer, you can play him in probably three or four positions. You could probably even play mm. him up front. You could put him in net, to be honest. Like, he's just, he's quite happy. So, he's happy, thought, just having a run out of the lad. Just give him a go. I think the depth we've got is very good. It's just that they haven't stood up to the plate, have they? Mm -hmm. I mean, 
It, who would who could have forecast that Backinson was just going to stand like a scarecrow in the middle of the park yesterday? Well, yeah, Simon, you and I were at, that was it. Simon, you and I were at that game at Southampton, and I thought Backinson was one of the standout right players. Game. Yeah, mm. he had a right game. The trouble is, I always question because I've got a lot of John Pearson, um, Nigel Pearson, sorry, was his manager at Bristol, and and he actually basically put out come and get him to anybody, and 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 obviously Pearson was known as a no nonsense centre back who, you know, heart bled for Wednesday, and 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 obviously he's had his issues at other other you know at Leicester and stuff with players misbehaving etc. and and chastising them. And he did actually say that he wanted rid of Backinson because he was lazy. And, and, and we took him on. And when he the first few games he played in, I thought, we've got a right player here. We, we, thought, we yeah. really signed. For, he sent technic, for a, a big lad, very technical, very good. Didn't he score ball. like a wonder goal as well in like one yeah. of his first few games? Yeah. yeah, I think he did. And he looked a good, technical, box-to-box player who was strong, physical, all the sort of things that you'd love as a single player. And then... He's coming in and out the side, and then, like I say, when we saw him at Fleetwood in the in the cup replay, he was dogger, just Ooh. shocking. And we uh, all three, all three of them, FDB and the Dennerin, and then again, he was exactly the same. And he, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I, I think I, uh, I think FDB is going to find himself just getting last ten fifteen minutes of the remaining fixtures in the season, and then that's him done. I think uh, I, mean, I don't think he's done anything really. To make us go, give this lad a chance. He can, he can pick up where Byers left off because he hasn't. Uh, there, there's been times when he's marauded and he's harried and he's chased, and I just don't think that that's been that's that gone. this season. That's gone out of it. He didn't see handball it when the ball was going out for throwing, and he just handballed it. So rather the ball going out for throwing, it was a free kick, and you just yeah, thought, that was brilliant. why? There's no cure for stupidity, right? Then Holly, listen, we've done nearly forty minutes on this game. I'm going to give you the soapbox here to bring it home. I want you to summarise it for me. I want you to go, <laughs> you know what I mean? Is, is it going to be a case of, let's all lose our heads, that was the worst game of football I've ever seen, or is it going to be a keep the faith rousing speech? What do you reckon? I've come full circle. I'm on board with it. I think we're, I think that's it now. That's us blip over. That's really I've got, pissed me <laughs> I've got Stockholm Syndrome now. That's it. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> we'll get so, promoted. Well, It'll all be fine. So, Are you now yeah. in an abusive relationship where you're just allowing everything now and you know what I mean? And you just, Wednesday you're just like... toxic. Do you know, it took me a really long time to get over my existential dread with Wednesday. I finally got over it and then they just went, nah, we're, we're crap again, so I <laughs> <laughs> finally got used to winning and they went, eh, lost to Boris Green. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know what that noise is. If I could spell it, that was going to be the name of the show this evening. You know what I mean? We can go, blah! Uh, yeah. <laughs> lost to Forest Green. So, listen, uh, I'm, go- I'm going to move it on. Um, I might put some adverts in at this point. Don't know. Before we... Balls. Ghoulies. Champs. Tackle. Knackers. Chaise long and armchairs. Dangleberries. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Cojones. Pebbles. Gonads. Plums. Family jewels. Brass clankers. The fourth generation trimmer features our cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. 
It's also waterproof and has a 4K LED spotlight if you need a more advanced shave. Eggs. Itchy and scratchy. Mitchell Brothers. Jewels. Hanging Brain. Twin Bank Robbers. Chaps. Walnuts. Gobstoppers. Gooseberries. Stabilizers. The Manscaped 4.0 bundle. It reduces your risk of getting an ingrowing hair. It keeps them clean. It keeps them tidy. And it also increases your chance of fellatio by about 15%. That works out about 2% if you're, uh, if you're married. So, you know. Anyway, enter the code TWW20 into the checkout. That's TWW20 into the checkout. And you can get yourself a 20% discount. Not too shabby, eh? For our European listeners... Velata testicular <laughs> Go on, Holly. I was gonna say before we go any further, can we just have a a moment for that Bernard's shots that he definitely lost? Oh. <laughs> he was honestly Jack Grealish, isn't he? Them thighs. Even <laughs> I don't wear my shorts like that. At one point, he went down injured, and everybody was just talking about that he were having his shorts removed from his ass. Actually, there was quite a good shot where he went down injured, and uh, it like panned on Sky. It panned to like him and his tiny little shorts, and then it like moved upwards, and there was Chris McClaw stood in the crowd. But it obviously, you just take it in as Steve Bracknell just staring at him like "fucking get up, pal," and I, I couldn't watch it as Chris. It was just Steve Bracknell. It was absolutely classic. We were all in the pub and everyone went, hey, it's Steve Bracknell. Is he, not Dun- is he not Duncan Smith's number two yet? Is he? Uh... I know, he should be. He should be. <laughs> right, listen, I'm going to move on to something pretty serious now anyway. So, um, as some of you uh, are old enough to remember, we used to have uh, some players that played for England. And one of them was a... Um, a big marauder, what would you call him? Centre-back, defensive midfielder in a uh, big, tall brummy called uh, Carlton Palmer. You've probably heard him on the radio, on talk sport and things like that, offering his opinions in his uh, in his West Country drawl. Um, but he had a bit of a bad time of it. I just giggled then. I've tried to just change it up then. I just giggled. But he had a bit of a bad time of it while he was running the uh, Sheffield Half Marathon. Um, he had a suspected... And the way... Was it him that worded it on Twitter as a suspected small heart attack? Small. <laughs> small one. You know what I mean? He, he's still training one. with his wife to do the half marathon. And I think the words were, um, I had a bit of an issue with my heart because he's had a heart attack before uh, a few years ago. And uh, I think I think he's had heart bypass surgery. Anyway, so he said, I've, I had a bit of a problem with my heart. So I slowed down and my wife went on. But I finished it. And then I went down to the Northern General. Jesus. <laughs> and that, well, honestly, that man is a machine. He's an absolute <laughs> machine. I know from when I worked at Cavendish Cancer Care, and obviously we used to talk about a lot back on the pod back in the day, he was one of our biggest supporters. And he just... He would just email us in the middle of the night and be like, Hi, Vic, it's Carlton. I'm going to run 10 marathons next week for Cavendish. See you later. And he'd just get him midfield again. Honestly, he'd just do it and send us the money. He's the player that you wished that Backinson was, isn't he? You know, it's it's, it's (laughs) a similar sort of build, and you think he's going to be that sort of player that's going to go to and fro. And unfortunately, he he didn't. He's not. So he's a great. yeah, they kept so, him overnight for observation and test. His words were, heart played up again in the first mile, but I managed to complete the course. That's first his mile. text. What yeah. Yeah, he, he had another, what, 12 to go? half marathon. He thought, ooh, my heart hurts. And then, and then he put his 
hot his time and his heartbeats for a minute and everything on on Twitter. Well, this is this is what I wanted it's to read not, out. Actually, it's not clever though, lads. Like seriously, if that happens, just sit down. Yeah, it's have a minute. I mean? Now, now this, this is, is the way that wrong. this is the way that the BBC <laughs> have worded it. Right? It says. Um, they wanted to find out what caused this problem, so tests are ongoing. I'll keep you updated. Cheers, Carlton. And then it says, Palmer tweeted a picture of his training summary, which showed he completed the course in two hours, nine minutes, and 21 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I did a half yeah. marathon. It took me just shy of four hours, right? And uh, and that was 10 years ago. And and then he said, but also had a maximum heart rate of 232 beats per minute. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> mental. And, the, and then the BBC have decided to chuck in a few caveats about Carlton. And it says, in 2016, he required life-saving five-hour operation for a heart condition. Uh, and then it goes on to say, in September 2021, at the age of 55 and manager of Grantham Town, Palmer named himself as a substitute in the Northern yes. Premier League game against Ashton United, but did not come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know when people use the term levels? You know when they say levels? Yeah. I, I do not have that drive. You know what I mean? I can't stand Absolutely up and sit can. down without making a noise. And and he's uh, naming himself as a substitute at 55. Matters of fish and petrol. Anyway, it's that time. It's that time of the quiz. You've all been time of the quiz. It's that time of the show. You've all been waiting for. It's the quiz. Now, Yay. now I've tried to make this one a little bit easier for you tonight, folks, because uh, as you know, these quizzes go, can you name this? And we never get to the bottom of the list. And it's normally me reading out about 50 other options that we've all forgotten and never got. Right. So I'm going to go in order of what I've got written down here. I've got Simon Holly Vic. Right. So the question's really easy. Sheffield Wednesday in their last game in the Premier League played Leicester City 4-0. Um, this was our last ever Premier League game to date. So can you name not the substitutes, can you name the starting 11 from that day? 2000. Come on. Come on, it should be it should be there in your head 2000. So, last Premier League game 4-0 against Leicester City. Simon, you're going to go first. Gerald Sibon. Ooh la la Sibon, I've just closed it on my screen. No, he didn't play. Joking. No, we didn't. Uh, up front was was not Gerald Timon, so I'm afraid that's you have already, Simon. Ah, right, Holly, here's okay. your opportunity to have your best ever streak on this quiz and get past the first round. Are you ready, H? Go on, babe. Alexanderson. Nicholas Alexanderson was one of the goal scorers that day. So, yes, he was there. Well done, babe. That You know, I feel like we should get you a trophy or something because that's the best you've ever done on this, right? I'd rather have Alexanderson. Uh, <laughs> If you listen back to our uh, March 2021, March the 17th podcast, it's just me and him. And uh, Nicholas Alexanderson is not the uh, not the fun time geezer that you will uh, that you may expect him to be. And it's a no, wonderful bit. After that game, he pretended that he didn't speak English when I asked him if he was going to stay at Wednesday. And I heard him <laughs> many times after that. Non habla ingles. Why you picked Spanish? I don't know. <laughs> Vic, what have you got? Last game, 4-0 Leicester. I'm making notes. I'm making notes, right? Go on. Kevin Pressman. Kevin Pressman did pay in goal. Holly, it's back to you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, Cresswell? Richard yeah, Cresswell. No, not job. Surely Richard not. Cresswell did get on that game. He came on as a substitute appearance. So, I'll you give it to you because he did play in that. 
Did I? I did specifically say no substitutes, didn't I? Yeah, but that's he played though, didn't he? You he know what? Keep it up because I've got a list here, and I reckon I'm. All right, right let's go. Let's go. Oh, on you tell she's doing bloody quizzes now, can't you? In it. Oh, in dear. it. Vic. Ian Bloody Nolan. Ian Bloody Nolan, absolute king of the fullbacks. There he is, better than Liam Palmer. Uh, Ian Nolan did play that game. Yep. Yeah. Go on, Holly. Hmm. It is an audio medium, so silence is a. Uh, <laughs> It's a bit of an issue here. Can't you hear the cogs turning? I'm trying to think. <laughs> Come on, blow the dust off. Go on. Des Walker? Des Walker did play. Uh, went on to back to Nottingham Forest after that game. Um, back yeah, to he ignored me as well when I asked him. Peter <laughs> Atherton. Peter Atherton did play. Went on to Bradford City after that game. Right, back to you, Hall. She's actually fist bumping about this, you yeah, know. I'm actually going, yes! But right, effort Wait, hold up again. No. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, this is the best you've ever done. <laughs> and the worst I've ever done. Uh, but let me think, wait a minute. It'd be 2000, actually, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm actually shocked that Gerald Seabon wasn't on here, actually, looking at these players. Um, must be an I don't know. Mm. Richie Humphreys. Richie Humphreys did not play that game. Right, Vic, here's an opportunity to absolutely shove it in their face. You are, you know, you need to get one to, to win, and then I'll take the full list that you've got. Go on. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll go Wim Yonk. Wim Yonk did play. You're the winner on this quiz, Vic. Where else have you got to absolutely smash it home? I've only got, after that proof, I've got Alan Quinn and Andy Booth. Alan Quinn and Andy Booth did play uh, the starting yeah. 11 of that day was Pressman Atherton Hinchcliffe Des Walker Hinchcliffe. Ian Nolan Nicholas Alexanderson play he was injured throughout his entire time <laughs> Nicholas <laughs> Alexanderson Vim Yonk Alan Quinn played Andy Booth and Gilles the Builder and the, the one builder. player that was missing in midfield was that Sheffield Wednesday legend himself Mr Barry Horn so, uh, wow, legend. no wonder we went down. So, yes, that is exactly that. You know what I mean? So, when you're looking around going, who, you know, why did Sheffield Wednesday go down? They used to have a right team. Used to. We got relegated with Barry on. And, and, and it'd be interesting to see out of all those who started the first game in the championship. Well, we know Pressman did, didn't we? A lot of them out. left, didn't they? A lot of them left. Well, here we are. So we've got Pressman went back, went to Leicester to be their reserve keeper. Atherton went to Bradford. Andy Inchcliffe then retired. Des Walker went back to Nottingham Forest. Ian Nolan went to Bradford because everybody went there, didn't they, at that point? Yeah. Alexanderson fucked off to Everton. Uh, Pressman did stay, didn't he? Um, yeah, he did stay, yeah. Uh, Barry Horn <laughs> just says he a kid of Minster Harriers. Whether he stayed until 2001, I think he did, actually, in the following season. Vim Young then just gave up football. Uh, Alan Quinn stayed around and then inevitably yeah. went to the Dirty Blades. Andy yeah. Booth went to Huddersfield Town. But Huddersfield, if I remember Jeffy. rightly, did, did he, he not do that? a month in yeah. at Spurs yeah. and then come back to us to play that last game? Yeah. 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 Mental. And then uh, De Builder went to Anderlecht. So, yeah, not many of them stuck around. Wow. To, to be crazy. fair. Because I just remember right. Sibon playing in the championship. So, that's what Yes, he did. Because he, he was pretty poor in the Premier League and then and then actually became one of our top boys in the uh, in yeah. the championship. But in the interim, folks, before we go into our Cheltenham predictions, does anybody have any other business? Oh, Good. I have something, but I can't say too much. All right, it sounds like you've got something that needs to be cured by a cream. Put it on right. twice a day, and then give me a call in the morning. 
I can't say too much, but those who know me will probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm glad brought this up in, whatever it is. <laughs> I'll tell you offline in a bit. Um, oh, I can't wait. Saturday night, Anton Deck's Saturday night takeaway. Watch it on Saturday. Oh, all right. There's a little preview for you there, folks. So in the interim... know afterwards because I don't watch it and I've never watched it. <laughs> you should I tell do you it. What, I, I don't mind the little one. It's the one with the big forehead. Can't can't abide him. The the fact that he managed to convince everybody that he was unwell when really he's a scumbag. Absolutely worst thing in the world. Right, listen. Cheltenham. Got Cheltenham coming up, Simon. I'll need a prediction from you, sir. What are you saying? Oh my God. Um, we've got to win it. We've got to turn we've got to turn this corner. I know it's only two games, but we've Mm -hmm. got to win. This is that game in hand. Um, so I'm going uh, scrappy two one. Scrappy 2-1, but Wednesday to Wednesday. yeah. 2-1, Simon. Holly, what about you, babe? I think it's all going to be fine, everybody. I think it'll be 2-0. 2-0. Holly's going 2-0. And Vic, what about you, darling? What are you, what are you saying? What are you saying? Well, I think, it, I think this is my first away game of the season. Oh, no! Don't jinx us. I oh, know. I won't be wearing that fucking hoodie from Wednesday till I die again. Last time I wore that, all hell broke loose. <laughs> if you're if you're listening, James Mappin, my apologies. Uh, Vic's just doomed doomed us just by you know hoodie, they're, they're a good quality hoodie. I'll give him that. I will give him that. Can so, I can I go um, with quality? And I paid for it. I'm not going for free. Um, I will go one three Wednesday. One three to the Wendy's. I, I tell you what, I was going to go three nil as it goes. Now let me read you out. Normally, I, I always forget this bit because we're normally woefully wrong. But I thought I'd read you out some of the predictions from the from the other gang uh, before Forest Green. So Blair went with three uh, nil. Ben went with eight uh, nil. Ash went with a one nil win for the Wendy, and uh, and I went with six nil. So uh, you know these that went well. Well, yeah, well done. So I feel like we did really well. But uh, Wait, you listen, put a bet on as well. What are you going to put a bet on? Oh, shit, yeah, I owe, I owe Ash money now, don't I? Yeah. Pops My friend Sean oh. had £18. I think it was oh, £15.80 on like a six-fold that would have brought in some big money. And we mm-hmm. let him down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had, uh... Don't pick a Sunday one o'clock kickoff on an acre. I know. I know. I, do you know what? It, it was such a dead sir. I had I had a, quite a big accumulator on as well, and uh, Kazakhstan were losing two nil by the seventy fifth minute and one three two, and Sheffield Wednesday lost one nil. Worst day <laughs> of my life. Up 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 the bets. So stay, stick, follow me for more betting tips. Don't forget to press the like and subscribe button. In the meantime, ladies and gents, thanks a lot to uh, Holly, Vic, and Simon for joining us this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure. In the meantime, see you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosch. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.